See my fingers? See what's going on here? <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Soul Serum Podcast. I'm your They Thought I Was Gay host, Clay Bonin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joined by my I Stand with the Vamps co host, Tanner Mavis. <laughs> oh, God. And we're back. We are back on the Soul Serum Podcast. Um, just want to let the record show we recorded an interview before we recorded this podcast which will obviously come out the week after this one releases um but we're wearing the same outfits so don't think that we're outfit repeaters it was a same day deal i want that to be very clear to everybody thanks for making that clear i yeah. I, I had that thought before coming here and i was kind of worried about it <laughs> <laughs> you're like should i bring a, a change yeah. of clothes maybe <laughs> should i do a clothing change before the next one no, I just wanted to to get that out there. Um, as always, like I say every week, and I'm going to keep saying every week, like the video, subscribe to us on YouTube, the Soul Serum TV page, the Soul Serum main page. Join the Discord, please. 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 Every week, I'm going to say We're this. almost to 200 members. We're at like 189 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of people to have in one We're community. almost to 250, like, which is our goal before... The, b- the ball drops in New York. Is the ball even going to drop in New York since it's coronavirus? I think the ball will drop, but I don't think they're going to have a, um, a celebration. Yeah. Damn, I didn't even think about that. That's crazy tough. as fuck. That is tough. Tough is the, <laughs> the right word for that. Um, in, a, in Soul Serum news, very exciting stuff. Uh, Deucey Gold Moonlight video came out uh, this past week um, on Tuesday. We also did an interview with him on that Monday. Go listen to that if you haven't. That was one of the most fun ones that we've done so far. Um, and the Moonlight video is definitely, um, I don't know, something to, be, something to be proud of, I'd say. This this guy over here behind the camera, we're not going to turn the camera. He's not that important. But um, it, was a, it was a great video. Really happy with the, with the turnout, you know? Yeah. The whole team got involved on set. You know, we got behind the mm-hmm. scenes coming out from you soon oh your yeah fir- your first right. behind the scenes yeah, edit. yeah yeah i do have a behind the scenes coming. um i feel like that was like the first time we left not the first time but like one of the the, the, the first time that we left the uh the shoot with Ducey after we we got the last cut of moonlight we were like damn like like we were really really confident about like how, what how that one was gonna turn yeah. out like we yeah. were very organized chop 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 went, going down uh, the list of the treatment. And so is everybody in Ducey's camp too. Ducey and Guy, every, everybody, I mean, like they were definitely as invested in it yeah. as we were too, which is really, that makes like that um, interaction so much smoother oh, when yeah. both parties are as into it as the other one. Um, yeah, it was a great shoot. You know me. Hey, I did get my PA uh, credit. Thanks, John, for that. I was t- <laughs> I was joking about that the whole time on set. I'm glad. I'm glad I got it. Um, and other soul serum news. Um, we do have merch coming this month. Yep. As long as everything is looking and feeling good, uh, when, yep. when the pack touches down, we'll we're have waiting merch on some this samples. Month. We're waiting on some samples right now. And yeah. If it's the way we want it, we gonna drop. Yes, absolutely. We so keep tweaking it until everything is what we want. The quality is what we want. Mm-hmm. We'll send we'll send some uh, some Instagram posts out for Christmas. You know, for sure. Yeah. Should we get a? Should we decorate the uh, the podcast we room need for Christmas? To, bro. 
I think we originally planned that, like, get some Christmas lights on our tree back right. here. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got ornaments. I got a couple ornaments here. Yeah, I'll get us some hats. Yeah. You probably have one of those UK Christmas hats somewhere, Actually, don't we, you? I probably, <laughs> I think my mom does somewhere in a bin downstairs. Yeah. But okay. I'll definitely, we definitely need to get the Christmas hats out once December hits. For sure, for sure. What if we, what if we did a podcast where I'm Santa and you're an elf? That would be fucking fire. <laughs> we okay. need, we need to do that. If anybody out there has a Santa and elf costume set, send it our way. <laughs> um, and then lastly, we, like I, I said earlier, we recorded a, an interview before we recorded this podcast. It's going to be coming out the week after this. Um, and it's, I, th- it's a really good interview. Our guest knew, um, you know, uh, what to say and how to say it. And I, I really appreciated the conversation we had with them. Um, and so <laughs> you see, you see these hands rubbing. Yeah, you gotta watch probably, out for that probably one next a week. familiar face to people that watch this too. Yeah, yeah, that is that is definitely true. I think a lot of people um, in the area, you know, in our immediate area, will probably really like that one. Mm-hmm. And now on into the meat and in, in the potatoes of the podcast. <laughs> the meat. I've said that twice today. Yeah, I have. think um, what we've been listening to. This there's week, other things. There's other dishes. <laughs> <laughs> on thanksgiving bro in, into the into the um how about the baked mac and cheese and, and, and the sweet potato casserole how about that Ooh, did you have sweet potato casserole at your I thanksgiving did. oh boy that's a good one yeah i know that like casseroles are some white people shit um but i re- i really lean into casserole culture come on hash brown it's casserole a it's a hodgepodge of everything you love in one bro and yeah. it's not like it, it it's just all you need. Is like it's a, baked. Yeah. It's in a it's in a square yeah. for you. Already. So easy. Yeah. Everybody needs to stop hating. You know, white people um, deserve a lot of hate, but one thing I think we should get some credit for it's is casseroles. casseroles, casseroles, and skateboarding. That's the only two things I can name that white people have done to enrich my life. Did skateboarding come from white people? Mm, yeah, surfer dudes in California. Damn. Did not know that. Yeah, yeah. You should. Who says watch? white people don't have culture? <laughs> it's just skateboarding <laughs> and blue Powerade, and yeah. that's it. Um. Anywho, <laughs> to get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast, um, we want to talk about a little bit of music that we've been listening to this past week. That's come out. Um, a lot of things have come out. Uh, in the past. Uh however long it's been since we've recorded the last episode. Um, so we're going to do some some quick quick hitters on this. Um, one that we are contractual, contractually obligated to speak about as we have Future on this wall and Lil Uzi on that wall. <laughs> um, the Pluto X Baby Pluto album. Um, I mean, they, God damn it, they did it again. They did it again. They did it again. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't have like a whole lot to say about the album because I only I listened to it all the way through once and then like I kind of like liked like three of the songs. Pick and choose. Like, yeah, like song. Marnie on Me and mm-hmm. uh, She Never Been to Pluto. Yeah. There's another one that I really liked that, but I need to go through the album like again. But yeah. off rip, like the beats selection, obviously they're going to choose the craziest beats. Mm-hmm. Um, the chemistry between Future and Uzi is beats beats that honestly i can only see them rapping on yeah. for for a lot of it uh i think one of the most important things about that project is that they just they they didn't try to reinvent the wheel 
They weren't trying to make some new crazy sound, some new genre. Yeah. They just giving you exactly what you want. They both got in their bag. Oh yeah. And and gave us a lot of tracks. They're spitting that are fire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, honestly, they are spitting. Dude, people people really underestimate Uzi's ability and also really Future's ability to rap. Bro, um, Future has written like gospels, gospel yeah, scriptures dude, in, cer- in certain songs. Bro. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that Future is uh, you know the end all be all <laughs> most lyrical rapper of all time, but I think people really don't respect his bars and wordplay in, in some of his songs. Bro, I think I've said on the podcast before. I think it was the last one. Future is in the top ten as far as uh, Hot 100 uh, hits of all time. He's, oh yeah, he's in the yeah. he's in the top ten. People mm-hmm. don't people. I feel like people don't really know that aspect, which they they should. Like if you're gonna hype up J Cole, and, oh he went double platinum with no features. It's like all right, well you better hype up Future yeah, for having for being in the, the the same name as Drake, the Beatles, Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Like he's up there as far as his hits. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah overall Pluto x baby Pluto exactly what I wanted exactly what I needed um, one album also that I wanted to talk about that uh, um, I think it, you know this is more of a me thing yeah go ahead thing, um, was the new 2 Chains album So Help Me God um, I, I've i just been a huge 2 Chains fan ever since I heard him on uh, like the the true real religion mixtape where he's like at the urinal pissing with like true religions <laughs> yeah. on um i never really knew him as titty boy i always knew him as two chains but i've listened to like pretty much every project he's dropped for like i mean since i was like in early high school like like 2012 2013 yeah. ish and he is he is a, a guy who i think has like you can you go back and and listen like he has grown with every project that he's released um and to see him do everything so gracefully and become this mega superstar so gracefully when he started so so dirty and grimy like yeah. it's 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 really awesome to see and i think this album i think uh, i just heard my speaker disconnect <laughs> i think this album um you really see like maturity of two chains yeah. there's a there's a lot of uh, not that this necessarily matters or anything, but I think that this album has a lot of substance to it. Um, it came out the same day as Pluto X Baby Pluto. So when I was listening to, I listened to the Future Lil Uzi album before the Two Chains album, and that was one of the biggest standouts to me. Is I was like, like as in I, you know how much I love Uzi and Future, but yeah. the, the Two Chains album felt like there was a little bit more to to grasp onto, maybe a little bit more kind of like longevity in it, and I just think he knocked it out of the park again. It's Tony, baby. Yeah, the the video that he put out too of him and like, did you watch the video of I forget what it was. Um, is it him and and Ty like, Dolla Sign? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was like some old school I like seventies. Yeah, uh, dude, he. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. I have wanted that Holland Oates song sampled for as long as I've known about <laughs> that song, and none other than than the most interesting man in the world himself, Two Chains, yeah. did it. He brought a goofier side out of him, more. Um, you know, charismatic, fun, mm-hmm. something the kids can really like latch on to. Two Chains is fun. He's playful. He's he's a funny guy. Yeah. Like like his his show Most Expensive as Shit is just like he only got that show because he's very interesting and charismatic and it's some you know, and I'm glad to see him translate that in his music. I his think music I think uh 
a hot take could be Two Chains, the hardest feature rapper of the early two thousand late two thousands, early two thousand tens. You see featuring two chains on any song, you know that shit is about to smack. I'm not I, that's not gonna be my hot take this week because I'm gonna come back for the next podcast and I'm gonna have evidence. I'm gonna do a deep dive. I'm gonna give you a three point five. We need to do that, bro. When we have our hot take, we need to have like bullet points. Yeah. And, hey, that's and, why I did have like specific pillars of why. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. We need to dive a little deeper in the hot takes. Yeah, okay. But that's gonna be my hot take for next week. Bet. All right, that may or may not end up in the podcast. I don't know if I'm going to edit that out or not. We'll see. We'll up, see. Up to you. Um, so, all in all, um, I just wanted to, you know, say if 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 nobody's listened to the two, two Chains album, I mean, I'm not saying you have to listen to it, but I, I it's worth it's worth your while. Yeah. And I just also just love Two Chains. Yeah, he, he's same. great. Um, and now on to what could be the most earth shattering news to touch the soul serum podcast <laughs> ladies and gentlemen he's back mr playboy cardi sir cartier back on instagram back on twitter dropping snippets i mean it oh it makes me feel warm and fuzzy on the inside yeah, i think john tweeted it. it uh it feels like 2016 again like uzi's dropping snippets that sound like the SoundCloud-esque era of Uzi. Yeah. Um, and then you have Cardi dropping crazy snippets saying he turned in his album and <sighs> like just tweeting and add yeah. like he like I like yesterday or a couple of days ago, he tweeted like he just said hey and tag Pharrell. And he said, Hey, and tag Post Malone. He said, Hey, and I think he tagged Kanye or something. So it's like, okay, are those all features that are on oh, on the project? Oh my god. Pharrell and Cardi, bro. bro? That might be crazy. He's on the um on the Solange album. The song that Playboy Cardi is on is actually co-produced by Pharrell. Oh, so for real? Like, that might. Ha- so they, you know, they've, they've been, been working. They've been working. Holy fuck, man! I, you know what? I need to, I need to reel myself in real quick. I need to reel myself in. Let's hear it. I can't get too excited. Yeah. I have talked a lot of shit about Cardi you not have. dropping his music, and um. I, you know, I don't want to get burnt. It's so again. funny because I literally said to the last podcast that whole lot of red's going to be a lot better than we think. And the next week, the hype is real. Let's, we're going to see. Let's listen. Let's listen to a snippet real quick. All let's. Right. <laughs> I thought it would get. Bro, I saw I saw uh, uh, somebody like quote tweeted that same exact video, and it was like a meme account or whatever, probably a Cardi Stan account, and said like in quotes, uh, Cardi really said they thought I was gay. Dot dot dot. Album of the year. <laughs> <laughs> like straight. Up. Like come on, bro. That snippet is is hard as fuck, bro. That beat sounds like the world is ending. Yeah, man. The the beats on all of the snippets that he's dropped, like on Instagram and live recently. He's, he said on uh in his GQ interview that the the album Whole Lot of Red sounds uh alternative al- alternative as fuck and psyched out. Psyched and I'm like, out. okay. Let's go. That's what I, that's Cardi. what I want. Like a very yeah. like absurd alternative, like just like shit that as far as sonically He's already pushed a lot of barriers, especially on mm-hmm. Die Lit. He pushed a lot of barriers sonically yeah. that you can. 
he broke the constructs of what a trap project's supposed to sound like, mm-hmm. and it sounds like he's doing it again. Yeah, yeah, he's really leaning into his, uh, and especially with like all the pictures that he's posted recently too on his Instagram, it's like this very art house, experimental, yeah, like dungeon grungy just like i want this to sound dirty i want it to sound electronic industrial if you will there's a bright red light shining from that dungeon (laughs) (laughs) i can feel cardi's aura among us bro um yeah man if if this album doesn't come by the end of the year I think I'm gonna have to make some some really big adjustments in my life as a Cardi <laughs> fan because because now I'm so hyped I can feel the excitement yeah. building in me and if I get burned again by Cardi I'm I'm going to be so angry Bro, I might cry dropping. on the podcast man I don't it's know. dropping there was like there was like I'm turning it slap slap <laughs> there's also um. Uh, like footage or something or video of him like shooting a music video like to one of the songs or something. So like I, the album's turned in. He's getting he's getting the first video for it done. I think we could see it. It's gonna come in December. It has to, bro. I uh, yeah. I hope so. I hope <laughs> so. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say at this point. Let's uh let's shift. Let's 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 take our next step in the podcast here and let's go to the Discord for some questions. We've got two that we want to talk about today. First one is coming from our boy Seth Cooper. Um shout out to Seth. Shout one out to Yumbi. One of the uh most engaged uh guys in the Discord, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Always chiming 100%. in, giving his opinions, ideas, and you know, we would love to see that out of you. If you want to come join. <laughs> uh, Seth asked, um, what's one thing you wish you could go back and tell yourself at the start of Soul Serum? Which this is definitely more of a question for you than it is for me, obviously. Yeah. Um, I honestly feel like I haven't really been a part of this or done the podcast for long enough now to to go back and tell myself something. I've, I, don't, I haven't had enough material to like yeah. reflect on yet. Um. One thing I could tell myself, man, I could tell myself a million things back when I first started Soul Serum, bro. Um, I think the main thing is, is uh, like to just tune out the noise, like external noise. Like when I first started, it was a lot of chatter, you know, good within my clique, within my people with so many ideas, you know, mm-hmm. what do we want? Like we knew we wanted to do something, but we just didn't know exactly like what we wanted to do, how we were going to do it. Like, we had so much ideas and shit floating around with like nine, ten people in a basement just like tossing things out. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, wanted to do something and it was really cool. But also like on the outside, you know, I really like launched Soul Serum. I put myself out there, put ourselves out there, the whole brand. And there was really like no like I had a general direction of what I wanted to do. Like I knew personally, like you all know, I wanted to throw shows um but like as far as like content and like the what we're doing now with like we're putting out video content like every week mm-hmm. um we have our brand down it's like very solid um i guess one thing i would just go back to the start of soul serum and like really do again if i could you know i'm grateful for everything everything worked out to this up to this point the way it was supposed to but naturally if you are watching this and you want to do something similar and you want to learn something that i feel like I should have done the beginning is like really, really, really 
know exactly what you personally like want to do, whether it's you want to be a videographer like John and you want to make videos and content for people. Um, if, or if you want to be like me, you want to be like, you know, like an artist manager, um, A&R, talent scout, you know, I manage everything pretty much um, as far as what Soul Serum is doing. But if I had to do it again, like uh, before I even launch and put my the name of Soul Serum out there, I would write down like what pillars of content are we doing? Like I feel like when I started, it was just like so many ideas going around and we didn't really like hit on like two or three main things we want to do. Like now it's music videos, podcasts, clothes. Like that's, yeah. like, like that's our main three. And then Definitely. like extra content around it. Like that's our three things right now. Like back then it was like, like I was doing like reaction videos on YouTube. I was doing, you know, trying to throw shows. Wasn't e like John just got, got into soul serum. We weren't really, we didn't really do any music videos until like, late 2018 and we launched it in fucking january so we went about like seven eight months without really doing anything just like talking about what we were gonna do mm -hmm. so i feel like the one thing i would do is like when you launch have like the first four or five things that you're gonna roll out and do to back up what you're talking about doing yeah you know i was just doing a lot of like just trying to get my brand in people's ears especially locally when you know local listen. yeah nobody's gonna listen unless you have something to back it up you know right. so and like again that that goes back to my first point like tune out the noise like it really don't matter what other people are thinking about what you're doing it only matters what you think and what you feel you need to do and what you want to do because at the end of the day it's like it's our vision it's our brand and we we no nobody else can really see what you see so mm -hmm. have a plan really that's all it is like have yeah. a, a have a solid fucking plan and execute the fuck out of it. And that's what we've been doing recently. And I think that like when I started Soul Serum, this is what like the formula that we've done with the podcasting every week, music, two music videos a month like that. If I would have had this plan when we first started, I feel like we would be like miles mm -hmm. like ahead of where we are now. But I'm grateful for the preparation and the process. Yeah. And we've, I figured it out slowly. I mean, the main thing though is like, how would you have ever known? Yeah, exactly. You know, how would you have ever known? Yeah, we were, well, I guess that's the point of this question. That yeah. Is if you could have known. Exactly. Going back and saying that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things. That's, man. Like, I think that's the basis of it. Because I totally agree with that though, because when I was trying to do the podcast on my own, like in the summer of 2019, I just didn't have anything like, prepared really i had like a loose concept and like a loose list of people to talk to but i just yeah. like didn't have uh a vision for it or like a cover art honestly and i was like tentative on the name like i didn't even have like yeah. the solid like parts that you need to make something out yeah but at that time you know how the fuck's i supposed to know i hadn't done exactly this yet, so. i think the last thing that i want to hit on is um I think early on, especially like the first year and a half, like two years, I let what people think and say about me like really, really affect me. I still do, but like I have a, I, I, I listen and then I don't let my brain register it. I just like, it goes in one, one ear out the other and I just kind of just like laugh at it, you know? Yeah. But like I was a very, um, you know, I, I take what people have to say to heart probably too much early on 
and it fucked up like my mental like really bad brought me to you know a bad like a bad place sometimes like mentally but you know any creative goes through you know those lows to get to where you need to go so again tune out all external noise whatever anybody's saying about you and especially like working with artists it's hard to like really uh balance and deal with like a bunch of personalities at once you know it's um it's a lot of like people skills and relationship skills yeah that are very very important like that's i think that is the biggest thing that i want to say to anyone is relationships are the pinnacle of anything you want to fucking do yep like do not burn any bridges treat everybody with respect and even if they and be genuine with everyone and even if they do you wrong like don't let it get get to you like yeah. really just be yourself don't let don't take things to heart like you are going to be okay yeah. <laughs> you're going to make it through like that's I'm, um that's a really good uh hint at, at what we talked about for the for the interview yeah, coming out next exactly. week being authentic that's how we started and ended it moving on Let's stay in the Discord, but let's go to a different server. We're in the hot takes section now. Um, and one thing that we wanted to talk about, we saved this. The This hot take was from a couple of weeks ago, but we saved it because we just didn't have like a really good moment to talk about it. But now we do. Um, this comes from our boy, The Hurricane, um, also a very active Discord member. We appreciate your participation, sir. Um, you can obviously read his whole question here with the screenshot. Um, I'm just going to read off the first little bit of it. In the future, we might not see genres like we do now. People like Gene Dawson and Oliver Tree prove you don't need to conform to one genre and have your career blow up. And then he gives some more evidence. Um, I think... That is something that we've seen more and more and more of in these past three to five years, I would say. Um, and I think, uh, you know, that, that, that I think lends itself a lot to the age of the internet and the age of Facts. information and technology with how easy it is to make something that sounds like a different genre, but with a MacBook, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, I mean, that's one of the reasons why hip hop is so big right now is just like ease of, of access really. Yeah. Um, and I think that's starting to bleed over. People are like, okay, we've made enough trap beats. How can I make this sound different? And people are also picking up on that, like, oh, I remember when I was a kid in middle school, that Panic at the Disco song or that Fallout Boy song or something like that. And they take the little elements that they like from that and sprinkle it in. And it's 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 hard for people to grasp that, I think, because humans like to categorize things. Exactly. Like, like this has to be rep. This has to be rock. But it, it just can really be everything. Yeah, though. it's just humans' way of like familiarizing something and registering right. something. Yeah, Th those who know, those who have a more sophisticated understanding, know that like, yeah, this is this is uh, bedroom pop or whatever. But yeah. it could, but it really could be something completely different. But you have to give it a title sometimes. You know. Yeah, I just think, I think a, like everything's been done. You know, as far as like yeah. genre or whatever, way. yeah, like everything's been done. So like now, if to really stand out, like you gotta be really creative, especially sonically. Like do something different. Come, mm -hmm. like the best artists I think of recent memory 
that have made a significant impact, they combined several, several genres yeah. into one. Different let's, sounds. Let's not say any names. We've no, we've, ta- we've not talked go- about it too much. We're not going but, down that. But, yeah. you know, I think the future, especially, you know, the 2020s, especially a lot of the music that I've been listening to, like, recently yeah. in the underground, it's a hodgepodge of a bunch of different, uh, you know, genres and sounds. And I, and I agree with you. Um, the Hurricane, uh, you know, artists like Gene Dawson, Oliver Tree, mm-hmm. um, these up-and-coming guys that are really bending these genres. They prove to you that you you can, if you make your um, style something that's unpredictable, every song is different, mm-hmm. um, people are going to latch on to you, I think. Like, versatility is something that people really want. And that's what's yeah. going to ultimately bring you longevity. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and I think, uh, I mean, my final point on it is, is I, for me personally, I think I find it hard sometimes to like step into listening to something that um, is quote unquote experimental or genre blending because sometimes it works out really well and yeah. sometimes it it's, doesn't. It's a reach. But it's something that I'm, kind of learning to to uh navigate yeah because like on that on that gene dawson on pixel bath there's like a song or two on there i remember when i listened to the album where i was like if this was the first song i heard by gene dawson i would not be listening to this album yeah but you put me onto the right song but that allows me to unlock and open up my mind a little bit and accept the other songs in it too so that's exactly that's kind of the uh, the the flip side of this you know so i agree with you hurricane 2020 is gonna be full of something different different shit man yeah it's the only way and now for the the most TikTok friendly part of the show, yes, sir. We're getting into some hot takes. Maybe I'll put a sizzling noise under this. You need to like have a- like flames come up on on the edit. <laughs> hot, <laughs> bro. We need to do shit like like iCarly, like random. <laughs> like now it's time for a hot. Hey, takes. You're, you're looking at my graphics guy right there. That's who we got to talk to. <laughs> um, Tanner, start with your hot take this week. I got a good one. I think at least. Um. All right, my hot take is drum roll, please. I think that no one will make better drill music than Pop Smoke did. Mm. The genre has been, you know, it's it's hot right now. Everybody's make, trying to make that you know, that New York, yeah, uh, London type of uh, drill drill music, but. I don't know if it can go farther than what Pop Smoke has pushed it, especially with after. Uh, well, I won't say the whole. Uh, what was the last album he just dropped? To the moon and the stars, um, or whatever. Aim for the moon. Aim, aim for the moon. Shoot, shoot for, for the, the stars. stars. Yeah, that's like the second most streamed album of the year, or something like that. And granted, he was already starting to go into a different direction, like more R and B. But his version of R and B. That album though was what like put that side on oh display totally like i remember there's like five or six r&b cuts when i first listened to it i was like i was like i don't really know if i like this yeah like this like i'm here for like pop smoke yeah. like meet the drive-by woo. music type you, were, shit. you, were, you like, want like meet the woo three <laughs> yeah i wasn't i wasn't I, I i don't know i thought i thought it was weird at first but that's but but the thing is to your point though like sure pop smoke was being was 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 
taking a step out of what he had been doing, but he still sounded like a drill yeah. artist, yeah. though. You I know think, what I'm I saying? I think he understood that. He, he did, he got the fatty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he understood that he did not want to be in the box of mm-hmm. a drill artist. He yeah. wanted to transcend that and become yeah. you, uh, the pop, the pop smoke pop star, essentially, yeah. you know, in, in, in the way that other rappers have done. Yeah. And I don't know. I think his charisma, his energy and his voice. Yeah. His message. It, I just don't think that it can be pushed a whole lot farther than what he's done in the drill mm. realm. Now, just like he did with quote unquote drill sound, yeah. he um evolved it into his own kind of you can trace the drill shit back to like Chief Keith right, and like Chicago right. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people talking have, about the New York drill, that yeah, London yeah. inspired. So I mean I'm not here to say that it won't be twisted into a a genre bending type thing and be I've like I've heard some really good like R and B singing type shit over drill music. Uh, I mean, uh, as of recent, but uh, like no offense, but like like how much more can Five Yo Foreign do with his music? Yeah, and, I don't. And the thing and I, I'm I not love Fabio, but like I love Fabio, but he is like it sucks because he was like he was pony, he was Pop Smoke's right hand man, right, right, and he's passed away mm-hmm. and people are obviously will probably they're looking to five yo for him yeah to carry, that, to carry that torch and it's it's a it's a hard uh torch to carry yeah yeah that's the that's, i hope that's Fabio, not five yo foreign hate because i've i've given him plenty of streams but yeah. like but it's just like i still yeah i hope fabio like finds you know his version his of what pop smoke did with this past album you yeah. know i but, hope so too that's my hot take. More of a hot fact, in yeah. my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, I need a new graphic. I need a hot facts graphic <laughs> now. Um, my hot take, I'm just going to be completely honest with you guys. I have nothing written down. I was trying to like figure it out before the episode, and I couldn't force it upon myself, and I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to freestyle it when we get here. And now I'm here. And what we got. I'ma just I'ma just say it. I don't know if this is good. I'm speaking. This is this is all stream the, of consciousness. Off the dome. I think Lil Yachty um will last a lot longer in rap music than everybody thinks he will. Okay. I think he already has. Yeah. But I think he is going to be a long-lasting name, not just necessarily with his music, but everything else that comes with Lil Yachty. Yeah, I think he's that... a fantastic A and R first and foremost. I mean, he he's he was on the whole Detroit, Michigan, Flint oh, yeah. thing way before anybody else really was. Um, he's still very tapped in with the underground and the youth. I mean, he's he's my age or. He calls think, himself the king of the youth. Like, yeah, he's the king of the youth, and the fact that he already knows like the power that the youth has because he is the youth. And yeah, is like when he came out, the the fucking power he had. Yeah. He had like the rap industry by the balls. Oh yeah. Um, I just think that he has proven that he knows there's more to this music shit than just the music. Mm-hmm. It's uh, finding people out, adapting, change. Um, being able to evolve i mean he just dropped uh low boat 3.5 the the deluxe version of low boat 3 um and i mean 
he he didn't I hate to use this term again, but he didn't reinvent the wheel, but he definitely is rapping differently than he was on his last couple of projects. Yeah. And that evolution just shows me that he can keep doing this for yeah. a while, you know? I would agree to an extent. Um, I think album sales won't necessarily back up your hot take. That's definitely true. But I do agree he has an ear for this shit. I, I see him, you know, lasting a while. He has a loyal fan base. Like everybody... Yeah. He has people who are in love with the personality of Lil Yachty just as much as they are in love with the music. So I think he will last a while and his branding has been on point for a while. Oh yeah. Oh, (laughs) he, his, his self-awareness and his image that he puts out is incredible. He, he, but it's because like he, there's something ultimately so relatable about Lil Yachty that attracts so many people to him. Like Lil Yachty deadass like is on his phone, like on, like looking at the same memes that we are yeah. looking at the same TikToks that we are and everything. Like, like he's, he's not very far removed from the, the fans who are moving the culture ultimately. And I also just want to say this for the record, this is a personal thing. Lil Yachty is one of the only artists that I can truly say I found before he blew up. Like, or that I was put on to, I guess, before he blew up. One like, night? It was, no, 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 no. So, one night kind of was having, like, that moment on Twitter. Yeah. I remember seeing the video, but I didn't really pay much attention to the song. But my homie, uh, Eli Epperson, um, shout out Eli. I don't, you're probably not watching this, but if you are, shout out to you. Um, he, I was, like, over in his basement hanging with my girlfriend at the time and him and he like was playing uh like the little boat mixtape uh or no not the little boat mixtape he was playing one of the soundcloud tapes and i remember being like and this shit's kind of hard bro yeah. what is this da, da, da. and he like showed me and then i heard minnesota and i was like holy fuck this is incredible <laughs> like that minnesota like that that is somewhere up there on my most played songs probably that was in a my life, dude. But it was literally five days before the Lil Boat mixtape dropped. Yeah. And then yep. the nuclear explosion happened with Yachty. Um, and that was one of the only times where I felt like I was like, I told Man, y'all. y'all didn't even know about yeah. Yachty, bro. I did. I knew about Yachty. Five, where were y'all five days ago, cuz? <laughs> I was so mad because it was like a meteoric rise. Like yeah. Yachty was instantly hyper famous. And I was like, God damn it. Yeah. It was over. It seemed anything. like it was it seemed like it was overnight, but it really wasn't. No, no, not at all. And also, final point, final point on this. Yachty came back from Teenage Emotions. That album. You didn't like it? No. No. Terrible album. I kind of fuck with it. Dude, there's a lot of bad songs. There's 22 songs or something something crazy like that, which I hate, as I've mentioned on this show before. But, dude, there was a lot of bad songs on Teenage Emotions, too, man. Uh, So the fact that he has come back and recovered from that shows me a lot, honestly. I got to go back to that album real quick. Yeah, take a look. (laughs) Take a look, please. What we got here? Harley, that song was fire. Say my name, I love that song. Oh, I played all around me with YG and uh, is it, how you, is it Kamaya? Is that how you say it? Yeah, man. I don't know. Um, whatever. 
I'm not very big on that album. I thought it was actually terrible. Well, <laughs> that's your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> that's just like your opinion, man. <sighs> well, I think we've reached the end of our journey this week. We have. I think we've got here. Um, if you've made it this far and you're still listening, comment Clay stands with the vamps. <laughs> or no wait 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 no no, no, no. don't do that comment one. comment they thought clay was gay <laughs> <laughs> please comment that if you're listening on spotify stop right now go to youtube comment they thought clay was gay um man we're almost at the end of 2020 yeah we're getting really close this is episode 11 episode 11 we'll have 16 episodes out by the end of the year yep. in total um it's becoming like clockwork it's very it's yeah man i know hey, <laughs> hey whoever whoever puts these edits out <laughs> they're doing a great job um also it's 420 and with that being said yeah. my name as always your host is clay bonine i'm your co-host tanner mavis and we are out and the main camera just died and john's fixing it right now but the mic still worked bitch y'all yeah. oh wait camera's back on all right we out thanks everybody see you next week See ya. Yo.